You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Mads. Jesus Christ, I said let's go like literally two, like <laughs> 0.02 seconds ago and now you're in my ear. Hi everyone. Hi sisters. I am Scout, the older sister of Madela and today we have a third co-host, an honorary third co-host. You know her. You love her. Do they? The hot inter-Gigi. Hi sisters. Oh my God, hot inter-Gigi. Gigi, introduce yourself. I am hot intern Gigi in, in the HR world of OK Sis. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just Gigi. Um, I'm the intern for OK Sis. I've been working with you guys for a year as of two days ago. Oh, my God. And now, not anymore. I know. <laughs> so this is like our, our, her farewell episode. Yeah. Well, first, farewell and, first and, and final. First and final. <laughs> farewell episode, but... Which uh, is such a bummer because we I were know. talking about a month and a half ago making Hot Intern Gigi a cornerstone of OKSIS podcast. It's like, like a little, like a, like a third like voice. A third voice that pops oh, in. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank but you so much. then Gigi got a very fucking good job and we are so proud of her. So she yes. is moving on in the world. To so we. Bigger and better things. To bigger and better things I that mean, OKSIS will promote her in her journey upward. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 upward! Okay. This, is, this is such like a funny like I feel like I'm dreaming but I know I'm not because I was a fan before working with you guys I know. and I literally never imagined like being in this chair with a dog and you guys like next to me so and it's not even circle. my dog it's not even Luna yeah. I know, we I know. She kind of a be, bummer well, for you. Well, she would be by you. She wouldn't even be by me, probably. I mean, eh, who she knows? would just be jumping everywhere. Jumping She'd everywhere. Be like a fucking. She likes jumping on so the recorder. You oh, know, she's... in the fire. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, wait, Gigi, how did you find Okasis? So I was working with my dad, like probably 20, 2020? No, twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and it just like wasn't wasn't my shtick. It was like my dad's work, and I was really lucky to get that as my first like corporate job. And his boss was really grateful to have me come in just to kind of like have my you know stuff on my resume, whatever. And wasn't for me, so I was like, okay, well, what am I gonna do from like nine to five? And then I just like came across. Oh, I think I found you through Lauren Elizabeth actually. Mm. And then I found you on Spotify, and then I listened. And the rest is history. The, the rest, rest is, is history. history. Yeah. And just a big disclaimer. 
Um, we are feminists, um, and we call you hot girl Gigi because, like, that's hot just like, intern Gigi. Sorry, hot, hot intern Gigi. I'll which is a play. It's a play on hot girl summer. It's a play on hot girl summer. Hot intern Gigi. And the thing is, like, it's just like a fact. Like you're a oh. hot person. Wow. Thank you. Right. So thank it's like you. we're not trying to uh, subjective subject- objectify you. you. Oh. You are literally you. just a hot girl. Wow. So and you, you hear are, that, people? And you're also an intern. <laughs> and then the intern well, part well, of well. it. Well, the intern <laughs> yeah. word of your title is the smarts of you. So oh, it's the brain part of oh you. Thank you. I just want to make sure that we're also acknowledging and the fact that. I mean, that I took no offense, obviously. Exactly. You said it, and I was like, thank you. We said <laughs> it, and then we were like, okay, are you okay with this? And you were like, I. And then you started calling yourself it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, we, I, you're I had fine. to. Why, why wouldn't I? It's I know. too bad that you we're know? not like a morning show or. You know what I mean? Where we have the hot intern Gigi segment coming up, you know? What would, I, up? What would I do? Just stand there and be hot? <laughs> no. No, Gigi. You would surprise us with your incredible insights on life and your work ethic and the oh, way you show you. up and the genuine and personality that you are while being, being hot. Hot intern <laughs> Gigi. Okay. Now that okay. we run this into the ground. Now Guys, am I hot or what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's do current fixations. Scout. Okay, here I go. Okay, so in Tulum, which we're going to recap in a second, I decided to read Eve Babbitt's book, which I've never read Eve Babbitt's before. I am reading Sex Sex and Rage, and it was a recommenda- recommendation, wow, recommendation from Orion, who is a past guest. That was her current <gasps> fixation, oh, her. actually, when she was on our podcast. And I remember when she said it, I was like, I have to write that down because I never heard of Eve Babbitt, which is very interesting because I feel as if the circle that I used to run in when I was younger and a lit major in college, I feel as if I would have known who Eve Babbitt was. But uh, I have her book, L.A. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the next one. I don't know. I want to go through all of her all of her books because, you know, we're Mads and I love Joan Didion a lot. And it feels like Eve Babbitt is kind of the quirkier version of Joan Di- Joan Didion the same way she's like Joan Didion in the sense that she captures Los Angeles during that exact time period which is like really the late 60s through the 70s and the 80s kind of even mm-hmm. but um so they have a similar point of view as part of like the demographic and the decade go but Eve Babbitt is definitely a little kookier she's her 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 characters are a little bit more cart not cartoon-ish but little they're over the top they're oh, like so it's non-fiction yeah it's fiction so or fiction um she's yeah she's don't amazing read. <laughs> don't read don't read don't know don't don't, 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 know. Know. The, don't know the genres don't, don't know, know the genres uh so eve babbitts is amazing i i want to read all of her books it, it was really great because i think i've been on a really big non-fiction kick for like two years and the last couple books i've read are fiction so returning back is great and i've really realized that i've Mostly read male authors when it comes to fiction, so the fact that I'm tapping more into female authors makes me very happy. So, Eve Babbitt's uh, Sex and Rage is the one I'm reading right now. Highly, highly recommend. Amazing, Scatola. What a good uh, recommendation. Thanks, man. I think I'm going <laughs> to finally read L.A. Woman. Okay, awesome. Well, so I was going to give you a book recommendation, but since you already did books, I was going to give... The Sisterhood, a very pornographic recommendation oh. as per my... Also, real quick, can we? Can I pause? Because do you know how many people talk to me and they say, ugh, well, you know, Maddie's book recommendations and, oh my God, Maddie reads... Or not. I was like, I read two people and I have really good recommendations, but nobody <laughs> trusts because I don't go on the record like you do. But I just want everyone to know that I also read. Yeah. So I don't think anyone... Hot girls read. I, I don't think anyone has doubted that you read oh. like y- we all know you read i know i just feel like you're you've become the resident bibliophile and again my brand pillars are you know i feel like that should be included as well okay you just have a very different style and that's totally fine you're like you know poetic depressing <laughs> books and i like to read porn, porn. and and yeah. you know what sex sells yeah. so that is why people think of me when they think of book recommendations because they I'm think of giving, porn. Yeah, they think of porn <laughs> and they think of pleasure. Okay, oh, they think they of go. having pleasure. Best of both worlds, honestly. Exactly. So, I was gonna give everyone a recommendation. I'll just say it really quickly. Mm-hmm. It happened one summer by Tessa Bailey. Mm-hmm. Literal porn. Mm-hmm. It was porn. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it was porn. So Literally, the only porn I've read in a book lately was um, now. Oh. That what I really well yeah I guess that was the last one but um 
God damn it, by uh, Ocean Vong. What's it called? Ooh, he has pornographic stuff in his book. Yeah, but it's on, on Earth We Are Briefly Gorgeous. On Earth We Are Briefly Gorgeous. <gasps> That's a beautiful it title. Between yeah. it's wow. a beautiful book, but it's between two men who are teenagers, so it's a little bit oh. of a different vibe. Um, there is a book between two men that are that is one of my favorite books called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's also porn. Mm. I cannot and contribute in this conversation because I don't remember the last time I read a book. GG. <laughs> How have you worked for us Do for a you year and it happened to you? I'm going to give you some no, books it's not to ease you in. Not, yeah, I was about to say. And not that I'm not inspired by what you both have mentioned before, but I just am not a reader. My mom is. My mom can finish a book like both of you probably Would can you in like Audible? a day. Me too. No. So I like the I'm physical gonna- copy. Like how you, you guys do, re- but... You need to read Beach Read. Is that, isn't that like a great gateway to jumpstart your I think I reading. gave that to my mom. Maybe. Beach Read? Beach Read? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> Beach Read reads like a movie. It's, mm. It is. Like when I'm reading it, I feel as if I'm watching a movie. That's how my mom is. Well, I feel like that's anyone who reads a book, but... No, no, no. But the way this book goes, I felt as if the way it progressed, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, this was made for being really a modern movie. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, and I think it probably will be a movie. Right. I, I know. Well, oh, so I was going to say red white, Ro- red, white, and Royal Blue. I can never say it without slurring it is becoming a movie. And, oh, really? Um, someone DM me and sent it to me. And I was like, this is the best news when? of my life. Like 2025? <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. a couple years. Oh, also, so. real quick, before you go to your current fixation, mm. 2022, the third Jurassic World is coming out. Look at that. Oh, wow. How, who do we have With to... With Chris Pratt? With Chris Pratt and the three original cast members are all in it. <gasps> Jeff Goldblum? Jeff yes, Goldblum. Well, he was, in, he was ah. in the second one, but in a very brief scene. And this time, Laura Dern's coming. Alan Grant, oh, who wow. is his character name. We don't know his real name. And Jeff Goldblum is coming back with Chris of Pratt and all of them. Um, of I'm so excited. Are we going to go uh, watch it at midnight? Yes. Premiere okay. showing? Premiere showing. All right. Let's okay. Go. What's your current fixation? All right. Sorry. So I just wanted to just give you a little bit of my TV recap, a little summary of w- the content I've been consuming on the television. We got Only Murders in the Building, which mm-hmm. all three of us have been watching. Yep. Spectacular. Yeah. I won't do spoilers because Gigi hasn't finished it. Thank you. Um, Number two, we loved Nine Perfect Strangers. Did you guys watch? No. Not yet. Phenomenal. <laughs> there were mixed reviews. I heard, I I heard it was that phenomenal. the ending I, was a little disappointing. Eh, whatever. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard like this or that. Melissa McCarthy it. is just. She's in it? She's a gem. Wait, oh. is she comedian or drama in that? Both. Like, oh. but the per. Like, you know what? If I could show. go to, if I could spend a day with anyone, I actually think it might be Melissa McCarthy. She was just on wow. Conan's podcast, That's a good and one. she just seems like such a chill hang. Like, yeah, she I feel like feels, her mom and her would just you know have that, a field day. Yeah, you mm. know that she like still shops at the dollar store and uh, Lowe's. She was like, I love to just go to Lowe's, and people yeah. like like celebrities. Some of the necessities are there. You know, celebrities, they're, they're just yeah. like the us. Paparazzi. They go to Lowe's. She was saying that she she w- she was coming out of the dollar store and the paparazzi got her or something, and then she saw it in a magazine. And they were like, Melissa McCarthy is budgeting. Oh no, is everything going wrong? She was like, oh, I geez. literally just went to the dollar store. Like, I had to get some art supplies yeah. for my kids. Like, um, okay. Anyways, so that was amazing. And Ted Lasso. Oh, I yeah. Ted Lasso. I yeah. leaned into Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the first season? You didn't like it as much as I did. I, I cried through the, all of the first season. So I watched it a long time ago, and I couldn't finish it. I don't know what happened. But How I long know. ago? I thought it just came out. No, in 2020, the first oh. season. Oh, okay. I watch it when it For first came reason, out. For some reason, it's just having a moment right now. Yeah, of the it Emmys. is. They um, won everything in the Emmys. <clears throat> Emmys. No, so but before the Emmys, it felt like everyone was watching Ted Lasso yeah, because, two months ago. Yeah, because the se- season two just came out. Okay. I'm telling you, I'm giving you the reason. Maddie has you're weird like, energy today. Oh, my God. We've been through a lot in the you're last, like, hour. <laughs> Scout's like, I don't know where it's coming from, and I'm telling you where it's coming from. I'm giving you answers okay. to your mysteries. I need a glass of wine, sisters. I know. Well, I what? asked you if you wanted to we drink. We got bottles. I, I asked you if you wanted to drink, and you were like, it's 1.30. We're not drinking yet. Almost I Maddie and I need to be apart for an hour. <laughs> We've had too much uh, We've had way together. too much time together. <laughs> okay, anyway, so that that's my um, TV lineup right now. Oh, uh, also Dancing with the Stars. I am, yeah. Oh, my I'm God. Did you hear about um, Cody and So Cody. Cheryl? Well, I know Cody has... Uh, COVID too. So is he? Are they just Cheryl? Out? Sh- well, 
he was like we're still trying to like figure out how i can be competing yeah because she got it first announced it first and then he got it it. yeah Yeah. that's the problem i think that's i don't know i didn't know about this story but hearing about it i feel like correct me if i'm wrong but that's one of the first times a competition show has run into someone competing who gets COVID. And then what do you do about the competition? Mm, so basically probably, what happened last week, they, so they couldn't show up to, to do their dance. So they had recorded, which I guess they record all of their rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And so that was what the judges judged. Oh, they like showed a video of the rehearsal. Got it. So it wasn't, you know, as, but it's not going to have like the I thrills. Guess, and yeah, I, know, I guess no one could have voted. Right, unless they, they showed the oh, you could okay. all vote on the rehearsal, and then oh, okay. the so they aired the rehearsal. Yes. Got it, got yes. it. And so now, though, they they have to pause. They have, they have to, to pause, pause because they don't. They didn't do rehearsal. Yeah. Well, also, the problem is they have to pause, and other people might be testing positive in a week. I know it's gonna be it's gonna be wild if they all. Oh, I, know. I don't. I, really I don't not. think that they should do live shows anymore right now because I think it's too risky. If you yeah. take them over time, you can take a month break if something happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, sorry, so Gigi's having some ish- difficulties with Koda, our d- mom's dog. My dog okay. is exactly like that. I'm used to being pushed towards the <laughs> edge. Koda's like, get yeah. the fuck out of my way. Okay, Gigi, um, what's your current fixation? Yes. Oh, Kodo's. Are you okay? Kodo's. No, it's not Looney anymore, sisters. I just want that to go on the record. It's Kodo. Just having a moment. Um, my current fixation is this new blush I got by Makeup by Mario, aka Kim Kardashian's makeup oh. artist. It looks like a glue I stick. He, I didn't know he had a line. He, it. Well, I don't know. He. I think he just came out with it, like maybe in the last year or like a couple months ago, maybe like early 2021. It was um just an eyeshadow palette, and then he came out with a whole line. And I used his blush, and I wasn't ever a blush girl up until like two years ago, probably. And then I started experimenting, and then I got this glue stick looking blush. It literally like pops off. It's like this thick and like this big. And I just like swipe it, and oh. I'm a rosy girl. Is it um, a. Uh, it's a stick. It's a stick. Uh, so it's. So it's. What do they call it? So it's not powder what's the other it's one? cream cream it's cream yes. yep cream. it's a cream okay. blush Gigi, i have a question since i'm starting to become a blush girl when i put blush on see i like how yours goes up a yeah. little bit That's yeah you're supposed to do. i put it up here Le- someone told me that when i smile i'm supposed to put it right here you're and i'm supposed I- to put it on your the apple of your cheeks and then you go up so if i i yeah. should go like this i should go here and then here well so i put it up here yes yeah, scout here <laughs> <laughs> exactly that you know what makeup's for all faces and people so but you're gonna face, put it however you your want your face feels like it contours up naturally because i'm putting stuff above my face, my face. Is so round so when i put it here and here it doesn't it doesn't give Be- that like winged effect because you're putting it lower on your cheek so it's drooping your cheeks down so i, I put here. mine up here and then i blend it like up to my temple oh so, so it might, lifts you think my i face. should go here but then you, think I should you go put here. bronzer below I, it no do, do I have it below today? Okay. <laughs> no, we don't know. So we don't know. I, we're so, actually asking. So I put the blush here, and okay, then I the podcast. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I forgot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so you put the you put it. Above, I put uh, I like on your cheekbone, basically, like where you're supposed to put on my cheekbone. Where there you're supposed you go. To put highlighter. I don't put highlighter on. I know, but that's where you're supposed to put highlighter. Okay, so you. Put okay, so okay. if you think about it, where you put highlighter, I put blush. Okay. And then I pounce it with my little beauty blender, my sponge. Yes. I move it up to my temple, like okay. above, like where the end of my eyebrow is, and then the remaining I move down to my cheek, my apples of the cheek. I will bet you money. Mm. And then I, I do the same with bronzer. that and look ridiculous. No, yeah, you won't. No, you won't. Just, no, you yeah, won't. We're not. No. The, our faces don't lend themselves well to literally the, the the theme of today the theme of today is that me and maddie's genetics don't bring forth the same effect as other, as other women that we are seeing this, this video of me in a in a dress and i i look like fiddler on the roof like I oh look the, like the dress no it's a different one. Oh, wait what was the dress on geneva the um, the nap dress oh the nap dress yeah um worse okay <laughs> there's this dress that i got it from zara my mom because oh no we i had seen it on this one girl and i was with my mom and the, my mom mm-hmm. saw it at zara and bought it for me and she was like look it's the dress we saw yeah the girl the woman that was wearing it was so it looked so beautiful it was like just classy and just oh i mean like something like diana cohen would wear something so effortless and i wear it and i i literally look like a babushka like I oh look my god like 
those Russian dolls that are in one of each other that are Wait, stacked No, the best Gigi is she puts on her circle glasses and then she holds a mug and she sits in a chair in my mom's house and she's like, take a picture from above. No. So it's like Why above? It's Never well, above. It's like, like kind of I above it. And she's holding this mug and <laughs> then she has these glasses it. in this babushka dress and her hair is like combed back and she legitimately I looks look like, like she walked off the set of Fiddler on the Roof. Like, I love <laughs> You should just, thinks, just... No, but she thinks this is her next smashing Instagram photo hit and then I show her the photos and her face like, like I need to pull this up I need to pull this up I need to see girl that would have worn this outfit would have looked unbelievable wait this is okay this is what happened to me today I was looking at how do you pronounce her name Nitsan 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 with Emma Leger yeah yeah Sophie I was looking at her Instagram and I'm looking at these photos and I know for a motherfucking fact, if me and Maddie wore this poofy pastel dresses and tried to get a detail shot of oh, our Oh, from Fashion butt, Week? I mean, it just wouldn't work. Like, it really, okay, truly would not look start, like that. We need to start a series. Cause I'm very optimistic. I think you guys would rock it. Yeah, you. Thank you. So, <laughs> Scout, we have this series where Scout sends me, like, DMs me photos like the Kardashians or someone. And oh, yeah. And be like. Can you imagine us taking? Oh, do you remember like, what I sent you of the one? of Skims in that like yes. roof? And I was like, you if you, but I was doing it. it as a joke. I was like, if you guys wore that, and you were like, Gigi, are you fucking kidding me? If we posed like this, and I was like, that's the point. Oh my god, the content. You, look <laughs> you, mean, you mean the humiliation? Ridiculous. You mean the humiliation? Yeah, the Instagram versus reality. Oh my no, god. no, Instagram was versus like, Maddie and Scout. Yeah, that's yeah. reality. <laughs> no, it was that. And also, um, when we were talking about vagina sweat, it was like that fabric that Skims put out recently. Yes. Would it, a mess. A I, mess. Okay, I was in P-Ball the other day. And it cuts low. I'm like, everything's going to fall Everything out of that. Everything is going to show. I was in P-Ball the other day, and I was wearing a, a outfit from Outdoor Voices. Mm-hmm. Their sweat do you have the, material. Do you have the dress that everyone has? Because I kind of want you it. Know, I'm late to the I trend, but I now I want the dress because I think it's a little too long for me. I don't like long oh, dresses. Uh-huh. I have to try it. I think yeah. I did Which try dress is this? It's the, the dress. Yeah. So okay, so I was wearing the outdoor voices outfit, the the like tech sweat material. Mm, so the yeah. one that you're like, you can go to spin classes. Yeah. In, okay, you can like really schwitz in it. <laughs> and God. I was in Evolve, and I'm working out like the rest of the ladies. And vagina sweat, just like yeah. full on, yeah, blatant vagina sweat. And I look around, I'm like, okay, let me. What just, color like, were you see. wearing? It was red, so oh, you could see it. But wow. Like, uh, someone was wearing a bright green outfit. I was like, why can't you see it in there? Like, maybe they're just not. Wh- I don't know what's wrong with my body. Maybe it's something. Well, you're just a schwitzy person. I guess, but it's just really annoying. Everyone else is like working hard, sweating in their face, but the vagina. Well, it means it work. Home. It's working. You're sweating all everything out, but it's just exiting from your vagina. It's an unfortunate area that shows up and manifests itself. Literally, I was in a team meeting yesterday with Heather, who's our client director at Scouts Agency, and she made me sit outside to oh do no. a oh. team meeting. And oh no! I said oh it's no. very, very hot out here. She's like, it's fine. I was like, no, it's very hot but i said okay whatever so we're out there and boob sweat just down my stomach just like rolling down my stomach and i'm looking at her and she's in i was like okay listen well if we're gonna sit out here i have to change into not pants and a shirt which is what i'm wearing so i change into the slip dress i'm literally schwitzing down my body and she's totally fine in a full long sleeve long pant jumpsuit no and i said Mm -hmm. listen we got to go inside i'm really sorry she gets up and she goes oh but i think i have vagina sweat which i might have to cut this out because i don't know if she wants me to say this but uh then she says call maddie call maddie and i'm like this is what maddie (laughs) is god this is what we're known if i could describe maddie she would be the girl who is characterized as fiddler on the roof and vagina sweat (laughs) how would you describe me emotional entrepreneur Thank God, my brand. Wow, <laughs> good branding. Good branding. Good association. Yeah, now you can buy now on Amazon. <laughs> Amazon.com. Yeah, sisters, have you bought my book yet? I wonder. I think you have, but if you haven't, now is a good time. Now's a good time. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. 
Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Okay, now for the meat of the episode. Gigi is going to interview us about Tulum, which I don't really know how this is going to go since she wasn't there. We really just want to recap Tulum, and Gigi was an outside viewer of the situation, so I feel like she might have some good questions. And through Gigi's lens, we can recap our experience in Tulum you know I I do want to hear how you got there because I've heard like you need to take three flights a boat this whole situation so I need there's no there's no boat well I need to know how you got there because I've heard many excursions from Los Angeles it's a one-way flight so that's pretty easy for Mads from San Diego there is a layover so just one layover so two flights and then you fly into Cancun from Cancun, you take, it's supposed to be an hour and a half, but it ends up being like three hours. You take a three hour cab ride, depending on where you're at on the Tulum strip, on the Tulum kind of like, there's, it's just this one long road uh, parallel to the beach. So we stayed at Nomade, which is at the very end. Mm-hmm. So I feel as if it could have taken us two hours if it was at the front of the thing because there was traffic because it was like six o'clock, seven o'clock or something. But it took us basically a total of 10 to 12 hours from start to finish oh my to god get yeah. yeah it oh was my a god. long travel day it's for a long sure. travel day but once you're there honestly i feel like we've seen it all on instagram you, yeah. you know it's a very heavily documented 
place I, or yeah. in city. And I honestly wasn't sure whether it was going to live up to the hype. And it, it did. did. It okay, was. Wait. Oh, like I've never been immersed in such an environment where there is jungle and then literally just ocean right when you step out of the jungle. Was it too touristy? Because everyone and their mothers now are going to Tulum or where you were specifically, it was like more relaxed. Well, the thing about Tulum is that it is the entire experience of Tulum is hotels and restaurants. Yeah. So by nature, it's a hospitality industry type city. So there is nothing about Tulum that feels as if you're going through just like a local town or a local city Mm -hmm. and you're you're eating dinner with locals, etc. Because it is it is purposely manufactured for people to travel to. So in that sense, it didn't feel touristy, but it definitely felt as if we all traveled to be there and experience that. Mm -hmm. To Loom, I feel like, you know, Maddie's boyfriend equated it to kind of Vegas, where it's a place people go, Mm -hmm. not Vegas in the vibes. I mean, there was like some place that there's like one place that's kind of that vibe, but equating it to that where people go there, there's one strip, everything's there, but people don't necessarily live. People live in Tulum in the inland town of Tulum, but not on that one, not on that one Mm -hmm. parallel street. And I think where we were at this hotel Nomade and just, you know, like this was the most incredible vacation because Scout and I did it exactly the way we wanted. When we go on, you know, trips with our family, it's a little different. Like, yes, it's relaxing when you go to places like this where it's like more beach vibes. But, you know, sometimes when you're with family, there's still things on the itinerary and like activities. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not activity people, okay? <laughs> we don't want to like go tubing and go rock climbing and all yeah. the, you know, the things. And our family is very adventurous in that way, which is strange well no our um, mom's side is adventurous dad doesn't want to do right, anything when right, he goes right. on vacation our, yeah our that's mom, like me our, our step our step siblings they love like doing activities actually our no. step siblings on both ends but right. but dad doesn't no, want to do could, anything could not could not be me right so we did it exactly how we wanted which was <laughs> literally nothing. nothing we sat all day this is this was the agenda well i feel like day. in tulum you have to if you're on a yeah. beach like why would why you, you want to get away from the beach it was, i would be I, w- I want to be crisp lounging yes. in the water that's exactly but what even we that's Every not day. even that's not even me and mads vibes either so it, we we i well, felt because, yeah mads and i don't go into the ocean we don't go into pools etc cetera, etc cetera. this sounds weird but it's just who we are i never lay out I'm i not don't like tan. a swimmer like i won't i we're not swimmers i do not the, the amount i'll touch the ocean is just my feet i know people that will like go into the ocean and swim and i'm like I want to be lounging and then once in a while put my toes in the water and that's it. Well, right. Yeah. So, okay. So we have, we have a couple things. We are not ocean people. Yes, we are from Southern California, but like Pacific Ocean is fucking freezing. Freezing. First of all. And we're also not I like the people. East Coast. Like when I go back right. to New York, it's a playground for me. And that's, that's the ocean that we were in. So it's yeah. like, it was so warm. warm. So I was a fish. I was swimming. I was like a mermaid. And so we were actually swimming in the ocean, which was wild for us. And we also made a pact with ourselves where we were like, we're not going to give a shit about the hair situation. We're not going to give a shit about the makeup situation, like body situation. Like we are literally going to go and just fully mind, body and spirit relax and hit like a hard reset on our body. Mm -hmm. And so that's exactly what we did. And uh, something that was really, really nice about this hotel Nomade was they did have a little mini pool. It was over. It was basically on the ocean. So you're Mm. literally overlooking the ocean on the beach on the beach. And it's an infinity pool. And so you can sit there and watch the ocean while being in the pool. And that's more our vibe because then we don't have to be by the sand and stuff. But Yes, it was, I mean... It was a big deal for me because I know that this might sound surprising to some, but, and Maddie always says that I I do this, but I don't think I do. Showing off my body to that extent makes me very uncomfortable. So being in a small bikini, not wearing t-shirts the whole time, I literally just wore a bathing suit and a sarong for most of the day. Um, laying there with nothing on, I actually had to force myself because I felt uncomfortable many, many, many times to stay in my bikini, to stay uncovered, to not care if the shrimp tacos and the beer bloated me or whatever it is. And that was actually, it, it, 
I actually had some challenging moments laying there basically naked being wanting really? to just go into the room and put a sweatshirt on and hide because I'm actually not that great at being that naked that often. I, it's not a comfortable place for me. That's why I'm not a bikini girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I think when you look at my Instagram, I took so many pictures of myself in my bikini in the mirror because it was a way, honestly, truly, it was a way for me to push past that uncomfortable feeling because I liked the way I looked in the mirror and I liked the way I look in photos. I like all of that. Yeah. But the physical feeling of being that naked in my body for that many hours is very uncomfortable for me. So I always think that's interesting. And I was very cognizant of the fact that I was posting all of those mirror photos of me in my bikini while feeling that way. And it wasn't to show a different reality. It was to push me to keep being in my bikini longer, if that makes sense. I think that's, I think a lot of people relate to that in terms of vacation, like tropical vacations Mm -hmm. and beach vacations as we mentioned like it sounds bougie that we're like we don't like the beach but it's honestly it is at least for me it's a huge body thing and Mm. it's like i need to have a spray tan have worked out every day before the before the week have dieted all these things Mm -hmm. and it's really it's really sad because I should be able to just confidently be in my body at a beach without l- having to look like every other girl on mm-hmm. Instagram. And so that, that's why I've always uh, been hesitant with tropical vacations and never really like gravitate towards beach type yeah. of vacations because I always get that anxiety of, oh, shit, I have to be in a bikini. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get this that's why we don't like summer we're not summer people because we don't like to be in bikinis like it's just it's this culture that i think a lot of people are just expected to look incredible in bikinis yeah. all year or and not even show up but not just even just look incredible for feel me. incredible, feel incredible. Yeah. like yeah the yeah. feeling like looking incredible there's so many different variations of what what that could be like to anybody right mm-hmm. but it's really the feeling for me so it's it's it, for me it was a challenge it was a definite challenge in my body and I you know I wore basically a tight dress every single night because that was Incredible the vibe. looks all around thank, thank you. you thank you that's were we fire were, on Instagram we were doing the linens the linens I didn't do linens the neutral the linens. well you look great in your bikinis too yeah and I did bikinis pits. and I did uh phenomenal phenomenal the, the neutral vibes i was the, dying to be in like a maxi like oversized sweatshirt or something at the end i was like please cover my body i mean it, it does exhaust you after like wearing a cute outfit all day then when you get home you're just like i just want to wear a giant t-shirt well, and sweatpants honestly yeah. maury was it, the exhausting part was that it was so fucking hot you could right. not i, yeah, I like, want you to could know not wear anything how but. your hair survived because when i lived in new york the humidity with my hair a mess it was it's up all the time so i cannot imagine going back into humidity with my hair so, so i did, how i got a brazilian blowout the day before well i saw that <laughs> but still like so like and so that actually i i wasn't going to do it because i was like maddie you have to embrace the the frizziness the whatever yeah. like embrace it but then i was like you know what like i want to I want to make myself as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do, I'll get the Brazilian blowout just so that I feel more confident being able to go in the ocean and yeah. get my hair wet. I Did was your hair not get curly gonna... after Brazilian? I've never after had so after two Maddie's hair at this point is because not I've gotten, really curly anymore. I've gotten so many That's, Brazilian blowouts yeah. and um, uh, relaxer, curl relaxer mm. that it just needs extra work to style it. It's just frizz. Yeah. It's just a puff. Yeah. That's, a puff. Of frizz. You would be surprised. I, I have to show you my baby photos of me growing up. I basically had Scout's hair, mm-hmm. curly ringlets. Um, and then I had it grow out and then I was coloring it and stuff. So yeah, now my natural it. curls are gone. So now my hair is like wavy to when I like shower or get it wet. The underneath will get curly. And yeah. then the top. I is, know the roots yeah. under right here will get like yeah. ringlety. Mm-hmm. But then the top is just like stringy and yeah. puffy. And yeah. 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 So I, yeah. So for I, for me, my so, hair thrives. Yeah. Your hair. So oh, great. Really, wow. Anyone that's listening who has curly hair, uh, Diva Curl is the only way to do it. Mm. It's if you want to wear your hair curly and you have true curls, sisters, and I'm sorry, I'm going to be an asshole about this. I'm not talking about wavy hair. I'm talking about people whose roots are so thick and concentrated because of the curl. That it makes it very difficult to style properly. You need Diva Curl. It is, you can get it at CVS, you can get it on Amazon, whatever it is. It is the absolute best for curls. 
and it held up in the humidity phenomenally. I wore my hair down curly every night, and it looked great. Yeah, it looked amazing. See, my hair is just a different breed than Scouts. It always has been. Yours yours has been more ringlets your whole life. Yeah. Yours has been like a very beautiful ringlet. And then I fucked it all up. Then you fucked it all up. Then, yeah. I I literally fucked it up. And my mom would, yeah, she's like, you will regret this. And like, honestly, I don't know if I would have been as confident with the hair. I maybe today, if I had learned how to style it, exactly. I, I would have been confident. But through high school, no, like I no. was not confident I, enough to yeah. wear the curls. Like, I've I needed always to have wanted hair. straight hair and I wanted to be blonde when I was little. Oh like I God. was like, you're oh my such God, a beautiful I, brunette. I cannot imagine you as oh, anything other than a brunette. One time I was um, like almost fully blonde and my hair was up to my collar. No, not my collar. Oh, like, I need right to see a photo. It was in college. I will show you. It was... I, I don't know why, when, who was she? I yeah. do not know her. I don't know why I did that because I love my hair now and having it be that bright before, it, she was going through it. Yeah. You she know really what? It's it. so crazy how much hair for women has is such a sensitive topic and oh my God. Uh, like a thing yeah. of insecurity on so many levels if you don't have anything but straight hair. Mm-hmm. And then also people with straight hair want, want curly, curly hair. hair. They it's don't. Like I'm, I'm going to say something hot take. They don't actually want curly hair. I think they want they, waves or they want like, they want a volume. They want, they want, yeah. they want yeah. 10% volume because, <laughs> you know, it's just not, I just don't think they actually want, like when I have my hair curly, we go out, like we're mm-hmm. big, we're huge. It goes out. Like it's like a fucking <laughs> it's lion's mane, dude. Like it's a lion's mane. We add mane. a couple inches to scout We head. add it. Like people think I have a big head or I have a big head. People think it's hair, but it's actually a big head. But anyways, <laughs> my hair was thriving in Tulum because of okay, Diva Curl. So mm-hmm. that is. Shout out to Diva Curl if you want to sponsor us. It's the best. Style. I actually, they had a salon in New York when I was in uh, school, in college over there. And I went and they did my hair and I walked out and I couldn't believe what my hair looked like curly. It's the best I've ever felt my hair curly. So their products are just incredible. Their shampoo is not uh, soapy, so it doesn't foam up. And you know what I mean? When mm-hmm. shampoo does, it's a cream. Oh. So it's a cream conditioner because when you have curly hair like mine, it, the moisture needs to be so intense, which is mm-hmm. why it didn't frizz in the humidity because every single step from the shampoo to the conditioner to the gel is just moisture intense, intense, intense. So when you do the shampoo, it's not stripping, it's adding in moisture. But anyways, wow. moving on. Love that. We the- digress. We digress, we digress um, from Tulum. The hair survived. The hair survived. Looks yeah. Great. So the the agenda was minimal. There really was yeah. no agenda. Um, just dinner reservations. Just dinner reservations every night. We went out into the town area, and we had some beautiful dinners. Um, if you want to know all the places we went, you should go download Camper because I was about to say what was Camper approved. Camper. <laughs> uh, it's on my camera profile. But I think some places that stood out to us specifically is we went to Arca, which is Scout's favorite restaurant that she went to on her honeymoon. So we went there for your actual birthday. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And then we went to their new sister restaurant called Attila, which was a natural wine Ooh. bar. I mean, I don't go anywhere without finding like the natural wine right. bars. And so that was really fun to go see that. And what was like the best around. thing you ate? Like Ooh. food, like did you step out of your comfort zone and so try something new? Everything no, is we ba- eat everything. Well, I everything think is basically seafood. And the best octopus. was the crab tacos at Arca. I yeah. think that was the best oh. dish we had. It was, think whatever you're thinking of crab tacos. It was, it was nothing fried. like that. Yeah. It was. It was. I, we were yeah. eating it. It was like and fried. We were, thi- I don't even know. No, I don't. Even, I don't even think it was fried. It, it was. I don't know what it was. It was out of. I don't even know. It was out of control. It was out of fucking control. What it was. What was it? We don't understand. It was incredible. But I think the best experience meal that we had for me was posada margarita right Ooh. so i forgot about posada margarita that honestly better than nova malibu like mm. the view you are on the water you're on you the water on the, like and it's not posada view. margarita oh. like look tulum's obvious so i went three years ago to tulum from three and a half years almost four years now for my honeymoon mm-hmm. it was definitely very different than what you see now yeah. um since so many people came people came in and developed restaurants and restaurants that felt as if they were formulaic so they captured the tulum vibe they have the same this the same that they like added it all together similar like sorry when a matcha place opens it's all pink and green and they have a neon sign very similar to that they have a formula that works in tulum and they've recreated these restaurants that don't necessarily feel so authentic like when we first drove in um, adam and i were looking around like whoa this feels 
very um, calculated mm-hmm. where when they've seen the formula work, it's interesting because the design is so unique. Like you, you when okay. you, when you I know figured Tulum, out what it was, when you think Tulum, you like know exactly the type of yeah. aesthetic, you know, yeah. the type of vibe and, and it's really beautiful and it's, I mean, everyone tries to recreate it, but yeah, we saw certain restaurants that were popping up newer restaurants that were just kind of like plug and play mm-hmm. with the decor plug and play, yeah. just because they so, knew that people would, you know, go to it. Yeah. Posado Margarita is completely untouched from all that. It is, you can't really see it from the street. You have to walk through this little beautiful where there's all these trinkets. It's it's just, I hate the word authentic, but it is. It just feels like it's been yeah. in Tulum for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And it's just adapted to a new kind of clientele. But it was the most charming. It kind of felt almost like Greece almost. Like yes. it, was, it was just mm-hmm. the most stunning night. It was more night. like seaside decor type thing but yeah vintage. but nothing fancy yeah. you know it really yeah. was the most it was very quaint and beautiful yeah. there. and then um we went to a spa the yawn wellness spa which was i think we all had out-of-body experiences <laughs> like it was f- just unreal uh, unreal if you ever have the luxury of going to this spa and going to Tulum, highly recommend treating yourself. Yeah. It was It's the spa that's connected by the way to B Tulum if you have trouble finding it. Yeah, and the the architecture of the spa itself was just a vision. Like you could we could just sit there and just look at the uh, at the like building itself. It was so gorgeous. It is what my future house will look like. Yeah. And we It's was literally like, me and Adam's style to the to fucking tea. tea. Yeah. Oof. It was like plunge pools and then heat pools and then ice oh cold God. showers and then this We and went this from steam we went from a sauna. This. We go you so they walk you through kind of, they call it the wellness water. So for the first hour you do the wellness water. So yeah. You go into the sauna, then you do a 15-second cold plunge shower, then you go into the steam room, then you go into a cold pool, then you go into a hot pool. Yeah. Whoa. So you kind of shock the body a little yeah. bit, but... And then you do your treatment, your yeah. massage. Honestly, all in all, I think the best thing I took away from Tulum was we made a pact to ourselves that we wouldn't be on our phones as much, mm-hmm. and I really stuck to that. Like, I pre-planned everything for camber i gave it to my co-founder to post and Mm -hmm. i really like prepped everything so i felt so comfortable just not even being on my phone i didn't open social media once Mm -hmm. which was wild and i obviously don't think that's sustainable but that is incorrect you did open social media because you posted for my birthday I posted and you posted your grid photo once. I posted, yeah. On so you like opened Monday. it up no, a couple yeah. times. Okay, calm the fuck down. I well, just, I'm just saying it's an okay. incorrect statement. Okay, but I didn't like. I wasn't storing the whole time. I did. I only posted one story, which yeah. is for your birthday. So okay, all that to say, it's just it's not a sustainable way to live, of course. But it was so refreshing, and I didn't have FOMO at all. And I think that I was what that I was feeling. scared. I was scared mm-hmm. of that. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm I'm like missing out mm-hmm. on stuff that's happening on social media and i literally got no no awareness um and that felt really good i and i honestly didn't think i needed it as much as i did when Mm -hmm. i got there i just it felt so incredible to just not be tethered to it and yeah again like this hard reset and sorry i was on a digital detox (laughs) uh sorry i was on a digital detox okay so smirch shout out um but yeah i think i think what i took away is like i really need to be doing this not this like obviously this lavish of a vacation every year i and i i don't say that I, i'm not saying this to, for like everyone to like go to tulum and do this yeah but i think there is something to be said of even just sundays like mm-hmm. just not just not looking at so not looking at instagram yeah, like you don't, it, need it's, it. you don't need it like yeah you're I not really missing forget, anything i forget that like you really really don't need it especially for just one day of your life like yeah. you could take or one day of the week to take it out so i think that's what i'm taking away from the trip is that i just i and i implore everyone to just like think about their habits and like why specifically you feel like you need to be looking at it all the time mm-hmm. and maybe it's because you think you're gonna have FOMO but if you try it out and you realize you don't there's this really beautiful space that you can create for yourself yeah. and you know you don't even yes you could watch TV I, I'm not saying like you have to be like a fucking monk and not and, and just read all day like you could do other things yeah. that just like feel like just disconnect just, a yeah. little I don't know Does I mean I have been preaching this for the last oh, yeah. two years yeah. or year and a half that putting your phone away 
Your phone, exactly. You can watch TV, you can do other things, but putting your phone away where you're getting notifications, where you're plugged into other people's real-time world is so detrimental to your mental health and to the clarity of where you want to go in the future. It completely numbs you out. It distracts you from actually moving forward in an impactful way. And one, I'll talk about what I really took away from the trip, but one of my favorite moments was sitting at lunch glass of wine, reading a book, all four of us were there and we looked around and, and I think almost immediately it's like we read our each other's minds. We had no thoughts. Yeah. We weren't worried about anything, etc. And it was a really, really great example of what happens when you remove yourself, you know, of course, even Sundays and you know, continuing that ritual in your own home environment is super important, but also removing yourself from your, from your home environment. Maybe it's getting an Airbnb mm-hmm. a, an hour away from felt, your house, yeah, you know, or just going to a park or going, I don't know, just going it, somewhere else is, yeah. and, and unplugging is, is very, very, very helpful, obviously. Yeah. But what I really took away was I planned this trip because One, obviously to celebrate my 30th birthday, but I was a month out of uh, my book launch, The Emotional Entrepreneur. I had spent the past four to five months in such a ridiculous go mode Mm -hmm. of not even just working a lot, but being on, being constantly on with the 30 podcasts that I recorded for book launch, with the event, with all that, with birthing it into the world while simultaneously growing my team and investing more money than I have ever invested in my entire life. So I felt very stretched on getting out of my comfort zone and putting more people on my payroll while investing an exorbitant amount of money into a book launch. Like the entire thing was emotionally exhausting for me. And so I really wanted to unplug and rest and celebrate. But I also, as a business owner, have not left my business for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Every time I travel, every time I go out of town, every time I do something, if it's more than a Saturday night weekend trip, I'm working. Your work goes with you. I'm working. Like Adam and I went to Italy. I worked four to five hours a day while Mm -hmm. he walked around and then I met him after. That's just the reality of running your own business. And so for me to completely not look at my email for six days not look at Slack, have zero, oh, I- a dream. literally <laughs> I wish. Like, zero idea of what was going on in my business, the good and the bad. Like yeah. my team didn't even let me know the good stuff that went down. So to have that as an entrepreneur, as someone who runs a business, I was so grateful to my team for giving me that opportunity. And I know that others thinking this like six days off, that's not a big deal. But when you run a business oh, it's a big deal. and when you run a business and you have a team of four full-time people, like there is no time like that. Mm-mm. So that was the most precious thing in the world to me that I got to take six days off and have a lunch with my sister, her boyfriend, and my husband and have no thoughts. Yeah. Not planning the next project, not manifest, not manifesting, mm-hmm. not thinking about the anxieties of what will go wrong, not thinking about your to-do list. Like there was nothing but mm-hmm. me, my sister, her boyfriend, my husband, the ocean, and the tacos that were on its way. <laughs> yeah. I feel I relate to that so much because ever since I graduated college, I knew I wanted to work in social media and run a, a brand, a startup, whatever it is, but just like run the social for whoever. So my life ever since I graduated and got my first job and my previous job and you guys, I've always been on my phone or on my computer or on Instagram or replying to Slack. Like I'm always on. So and don't get me wrong I, I love what I do obviously it's what I've wanted to do but when I get the chance to not be on it's like a true gift because mm-hmm. I'm not on my phone I'm not posting for someone like I'm just relaxing like I haven't been doing shit since I've been with you guys like mm-hmm. I'm not thinking of my work I'm not thinking of doing anything because I'm just in the moment like I don't have photos with my best friends because when I'm with them I, I'm not like let me take a photo of all right. of us I do when it's like you know fun or we're doing something, you know, grand, but it's not like every day I'm like snapping an Instagram story or doing something because I'm already doing that for my job. So I like really, whenever it's like spending time with family or my friends or whatever, like when I'm not on my phone, I try to really like prioritize that or really like, you know, accept the yeah. moment where I'm just like silent. Wait, and this, not is, doing anything. this is so interesting because me and Mads always thought that just the people who have social media accounts for their business feel this way but the people running do you know what I mean because like okay says is our brand we can never be detached from it 
but the people who are running social media accounts, there must be an even bigger fatigue on your end because it truly is like just business. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like I said, I I have lived, breathed everything Instagram since 2019. And it's so interesting shifting from that like strate- into a strategic role with Instagram. I mean, mm-hmm. I felt it with OK says like I do not even like to go on my personal Instagram. I don't I I don't even oh, I don't I, think I scrolled through my personal Instagram in I years. I don't post on my own Instagram. Like I I'm more into stories from my own personal than I am posting like actual well, feed because I'm like I already do that for two other businesses it's I don't want to do it for myself there's no like serotonin of posting because no. it's like you post so much with other people should accounts. be lucky when I post on my yeah. feed it's like I'm still alive I'm still here yeah. this is the type of content you'll see for me that's what I've done so many photo dumps because I'm just posting like all the the good stuff that I did take photos that I can share on Instagram than like eight photos in a span of like a month or two or whatever right. my personal Instagram has become a total obviously business thing yeah because of my book launch like me and Danielle my assistant we're always checking what works what doesn't work how many times am I posting what am I posting Mm -hmm. what kind of reels can I be doing what brings me in you know followers engagement like whatever it is and I love it because it's so intrinsically tied to my book my career at Scouts Agency etc and because it's not the main it's not the main it's not the main thing. So, okay, so this is podcast, Instagram, like we have to be posting every single day. Mm-hmm. On my personal, like I don't have to if I don't want to in a couple right. days, right? So yeah. it's a little bit different, but I've definitely turned my personal now into much more of a business operation. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's interesting. Uh, it, dude, we've do you... been talking about this shit for like five episodes straight. Like I it know. is on I the know. mind, dude. It's on the mind. Because every time I open up, I'm just like, I feel so conflicted. It's mm-hmm. like this weird it's this weird positive and negative this like bittersweetness that just I'm overcome and it's I don't know if it's addiction or if it's I don't know because I I just don't feel as inspired as I was when I when I was using Instagram just as like a personal outlet have you seen the trend coming back it's on TikTok but it's people editing their photos like they would in 2014 yeah with the Instagram filters I'm like (laughs) will never be me you will not catch me using those filters yeah no 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 no. okay we need to wrap this up because we we could literally talk to Gigi for two hours but anyways uh, for for recap of Tulum Mads and I had the most magical relaxing restorative my vlog it's on my YouTube oh yeah Mads had a vlog Uh, you can see actual visuals of our hotel which was stunning Mm-hmm. Um, when you and Ben left, Adam and I stayed a little longer, and Adam and I got our spiritual experience together, so we're very happy about that. Ooh. Uh, we went to the gratitude tent and did a hypnotic meditation session oh, with wait. like 20 other people. Oh, and did it I feel like connected though that you were with Adam, even though you're with a group of people? Yeah, it was just a meditation with like oh, okay. basically, um, and um. I had a very, very Maddie. beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I don't really understand. Maddie has what, like a stank face. What, what spiritual awakening you guys did when we weren't there? Like I don't understand. Well, did you guys go to the sex talks like that they had? Literally telling you right now. I know, but a hypnotic medita- meditation with 20 people doesn't really like mean you guys had a spiritual awakening together. You're such an asshole to me today. Like I'm just gonna Why? go on the record and say that you have been such a dick to me all day. Keep going. Yeah, but so were you. No, I wasn't, Mads. Okay, Mads does his thing. Okay, 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 no, okay. I no, need to okay, get no. it out. Oh, on. because I'm going to say, okay, no. No, uh, no, because we're trying to wrap up. I have something but on my chest go, I need to did say. Did you guys go to the sex talks in Tulum? No, we went to Casa Malca for dinner instead, but mm-hmm. the next day we went to the Gratitude Tent event. Got it. Okay. And I had a meditative a meditation where I saw a beautiful image of something that felt as if it was the message I needed to go back into my everyday life mm. with a sense of purpose and fulfillment. It answered the questions that I've been having internally when it comes to me. And Were you on shrooms? No, oh, I was oh, on wow. spiritual. Can you bring shrooms into Tulum? No. no. All, you have to buy them there. Oh. We've already established that I'm on shrooms without being on shrooms. I can I access that oh, type right, of right. I can access that type of consciousness yeah. and tripping out without substances. So wow. Uh, anyways, Adam and I kind of had our like very, cause I will say that in the past three and a half years, Tulum has, is still representation is a represent representative of a spiritual vortex and a spiritual vibe. However, it has definitely become just more of a relaxing, luxurious, quality, beautiful nature, restorative type of place. 
And so that kind of more intensive spirituality was what I felt like was a little bit lacking from the trip compared to our last one. Mm -hmm. And so on the last two days, I feel like Adam and I decided to commit to refinding that in Tulum, which was really great. I love that. Love that. I love that. Yeah. Yes. I love that you had that moment. It was really great Um, and very special. Um, Okay. So before we leave, any uh, exiting words, Gigi? I know. Are you going to listen to OKSIS podcast? Obviously. Yay. Why is that even a question? I I mean, maybe you're (laughs) sick of us. Uh No, not not at all. No, yeah, I mean, this, this, this chatting interview moment, like I said, I think in the beginning, I never would have thought what happened. Yay. Like, a, I've never really experienced, like, a full circle moment before, and this is, like, this my is full, full circle, circle moment. Yeah, from me being in an office job, kind of being miserable, needing an outlet, listening to you guys from 9 to 5, and then instagramming dming you guys being like hi i will like to apply to be your intern and then you accepting it to now me sitting here chatting in this garden oasis (laughs) and is the trippiest thing for me because i've never had like this type of moment so this is kind of like the perfect send-off for me a start and a finish of my first and last episode but hey if you need me to come back on I'll just come back on as hot Gigi. Hot, hot, hot Gigi. Gigi. Hot, hot X over hot, the hot, hot, hot person. Gigi. Hot person Gigi. Yeah. Well, it's definitely full circle and it's definitely an example of how life continues exactly in your favor because your next job is basically what you do for us, but 2.0. So 2.0. No. We're very excited for you. Thank you so much, Yay, you guys. Okay, Gigi, tell everyone where they can find you in your non-feed posting. Wait, we need to ask her the final question. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gigi, we ask all of the women who come on OKC's mm-hmm. podcast this. If you prepare? You, yeah, did yeah, you? Yeah, If you could brag about one thing and don't be humble, what would you brag about? Okay, well, this is unfair because I listen to so many people say their thing, and I don't know how I've not been like, oh, my thing's going to be this. Um, brag about, I mean, I think it's what I just said. It's like, I don't know anyone who I'll say I'm very proud of my work ethic and how much I've, I don't want to say like success or successful. Cause I feel like that ties with money and I'm not trying to like be in that route, but just like where I've gone from college to now, how much I've succeeded in my work life or whatever because I my mom says this I have like my dad's work ethic where my dad can just interview someone and he'll get the job and I never would have pictured like me getting a job so quick out of college which I know can be super hard for some people so I would really just like brag about my work ethic because I nailed a job that I was super grateful to work at for a year and a half worked for you guys obviously and then randomly got this next huge job that landed in my lap that I just interviewed for and I got it so and I and I don't know like a lot of people who kind of have like this type of situation working with people they're fans of or a bigger industry so you put yourself out there I guess so but I've I've always grown up like shy and kind of more reserved so but I feel like with my work I'm very confident in saying what I'm good at Mm -hmm. so I think that's helped me get to so many places well I mean my last like three work jobs but um but yeah I would say that because I think I'm just like moving so quick in life and I'm really happy for that and I know you know some people move slower which is totally fine but I think for me I have never would have thought I've been you know at this stage so I'm really proud Yay. of that also success is what you define it as so yeah. you are successful now you yeah. are very successful you are a so. gem of a person to work with Yay. to be friends with to watch succeed with and just selfishly wondering do me and Mads translate in real life what? I like when you because like sometimes when you listen to someone for oh yeah so are long, we the same like are we the same or did we did we disappoint you <laughs> disappoint you but like are we the same never off the pod? no a hundred percent that's good to know hundred percent hundred percent are you, you getting me podcast? are you getting a hundred percent no <laughs> really though like exactly the same people in person to audio like hundred percent okay that makes us happy well Gigi we love you I love you guys alright we're gonna drink some wine and sit in this garden. And <laughs> sit in the garden. We honestly should have talked pizza. about the pizza debacle. We just no, <laughs> no, no one needs to hear not about this. The bad no, vibes. One, no one needs to hear about the pizza debacle. <laughs> no one needs. But we All love right. you so much. Oh, Gigi, where can everyone find you? Okay. Everyone, I should change my Instagram handle to hot intern Gigi. Oh my oh god. god. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, you can find me at 
ginger eye underscore Escada. It's a mouthful. It'll be in the show notes. Just, yeah, just fine. <laughs> it will be yeah. in the show notes. Um, it'll be in the show notes. Ginger eye. I forgot that that's your name. I love that I know. name. Why did we call you that? It's a very because beautiful Gigi name. Because Gigi is an easier Easy. pronunciation. Sure. Like, ginger yeah. eye, though. What a name. What a name. Ginger eye underscore Escada on instagram i hardly post but i am active on stories so yes there we she go. is she I posts am. hot selfies i do <laughs> why aren't those in <laughs> the like, feed uh, huh why aren't those in the feed because i run into that issue where i'll post a selfie then i look at it for too long on my feed and then i archive it i'm like sick of looking at myself i oh. do i archive a lot i do oh, I'm, a, I'm a big archiver i i post something like four days later i'll delete it i did that for um my tagged photos i was like you all do not need to see what's in my tagged photos oh no that's like facebook and tagging you what do you mean Mean. What my do you mean? People who fucking people go out with Gigi and take my, photos like, of My <laughs> friends, maybe, that I post me? Any no one. Okay, it sounds like a personal issue then. Yeah, seriously. Your friends aren't on Instagram. I'm tagged through my book like a million bajillion That's things, true, which is incredible. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. listen. Okay, we, we got it. Okay. The three of us are going to be here for three hours. Okay. Okay. All right, goodbye. Can they find you, Mads? At Maddie Mayo, uh, yeah. me, at Scott Sobel, Instagram, at OKSIS Podcast. Okay, goodbye. Love Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.